you know, we are trying to find someone, you know, to hold down that team and make it stick. Like I said, because that that team's been recycled over and over again, it will actually was like a championship team in the running a couple yeah. of years ago. The guy came in and kind of half-assed it and didn't really didn't really do a whole lot with it. So it's been it's been whittled down quite a bit from what it was, but it shouldn't take long to to build that back up. Welcome to the All-American Dynasty podcast. On this week's episode, we will be introducing the newest member of All-American Dynasty. We'll sit down with him, talk for a while, kind of figure out what he's all about, what he brings to the table. It should be a good conversation. Uh, in the meantime, before we get to that, I wanted to kind of talk about and break down this new Dynasty format that we're kind of working into this year. You know, it's a, it's a big change from what we've d- done in the past with contracts and salaries and everything else. So... I really wanted to kind of dive into it a little bit, talk about it. So the biggest thing with this new dynasty, traditional dynasties are larger rosters and smaller free agents. What that basically means is our rosters are going to go to 30, 30 players. We're also going to have two taxi squad. We're going to have three IR spots. We're going to have a flex quarterback position. Well, sorry, it's called a super flex, which includes the quarterback position. So quarterbacks are going to be way more valuable than they were in the past. And you're not going to be able to, you know, work that waiver wire at the end of the year because all the players are going to be already on rosters. And honestly, like coming from someone who got Richard Pennied last year in the biggest game of the year, I like it. You know, I, I feel like not that Kerry did anything wrong. You know, he he went out and got Richard Penny and Richard Penny produced. I mean, based on the rules we had and, you know, it, it was a fantastic move, but what I think is good about this new system is that we're rewarding players for building their teams at the beginning of the season, as opposed to finding that random lucky guy towards the end. You know, if, if he had Richard Penny his whole whole season and he just held on to him and held on to him and held on to him and Penny finally got a shot, you know, that to me is, is way better than someone just pulling him off the waiver wire. So, you know, that that's going to be a big adjustment for a lot of people. You know, when, when a guy goes down, you got to look to your roster and who who's on there. And then if you don't have anybody on your roster, then honestly, you got to start looking at trades. And I know there's guys in the league that really love doing trades. They love willing and dealing. They love talking about stuff. They love sending out trade requests. So that's going to be fun. I feel like if we're not hitting to, you know, a handful of trades a month, we're doing something wrong. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. That's, again, one of the biggest changes. Obviously, the super flex thing is a big change, and not that's not necessarily a big change, right? Has anything to do with the traditional dynasty format? It's just something that it seems like a lot of dynasty leagues are doing now, and the reason is is because it. I've always been looking for ways to make quarterbacks more valuable. You know, I've I've played around with changing uh, scoring settings. I've played around with you know giving them points for wins. You know that would set quarterbacks apart. But honestly, this is seems like the best best of both worlds. Not only do we adjust the scoring a little bit, but it's also putting more quarterbacks on your team that you can start, even with the changes in scoring, which we actually reduced touchdowns from six points to touchdown to four points to touchdown, which is pretty standard, honestly, when you look at fantasy football, dynasty football, but also daily football, like DraftKings does it that way. Even a 
QB 13 on the week is probably going to outscore a top 20 wide receiver. Definitely a top 15, top 20 running back. So that's going to make quarterbacks more valuable, you know, in a year like maybe not this year because the quarterbacks weren't that that impressive. But in a year where there's like a Trevor Lawrence, you know, that guy might go 1-1. It's, it's highly possible. And that's what we want. We want to elevate the value of as many players as we can because that makes that makes it more fun. That makes the drafts, rookie drafts, better. You can change your entire team around if you hit on one of those guys. You know, I hit on Josh Allen super late in the draft. That year, I don't know, maybe he goes in the top 10. If we had the same, same deal, I think I got him in the third round. Mark hit on Justin Herbert. Who knows? He might have been the first round pick. I think Mark got him in the second or third round. That's just going to be a huge dynamic. Now, listen, it's not perfect. I have... I'm still skeptical of it a little bit. Um, one of my biggest concerns is that for whatever reason, if you can't start a quarterback in that position, you're automatically four, five to seven points down for that week. I, I don't know. Maybe that's going to be an issue. Maybe it's not an issue. I can't imagine it being a crazy issue because websites do it and so many leagues do it. But I, I mean, like I said, I, I am skeptical. I, I hear your concerns. and I know guys out there that have concerns about it and I'm with them. I think it's the good will outweigh the bad when it comes to that sort of thing. Along with the roster changes, the starting rosters are actually larger. We're starting one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, and four flex, one being the super flex. So 10 starters. Last year, it wasn't that far off. I think we had nine starters, eight starters, including a defense. So not, not terrible, but you're not going to be able to get by with having two stud running backs and two stud receivers because you have to go 10 deep and your roster is going to have to have depth. Now that also plays into a thing that I've read on Honestly, I haven't played the traditional dynasty. So, you know, I I've been reading up on it. And one of the things is, is people, the way some people build their teams is they do what's called a, a studs and duds type of roster where the top, you know, 10%, 15, 20% of their roster is just absolutely studs and then the bottom half of their roster is really really bad to where if they're starting those guys they're losing for sure now why would you build a roster like that well it, you know it just comes with what type of players you can get your hands on you know there may be a team that's tanking in the league they're trying to build for the future and you're like i'll give you two first round picks for henry and then you slam henry in your awesome lineup now you're giving away pieces too like younger players or picks or whatever and the more and more you do that, the more and more you're going to have like a studded out top seven players. But those last three spots on the starting roster are going to be bad. And then obviously, the flip side of that is more of a balanced roster where you kind of have maybe a stud here and there, but everybody else is more steady, balanced players. You know, how, how you build your roster is completely up to you. It, 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 you could do a thing where you go all young players and you're building your roster with draft picks and young guys with potential, and you're hoping you're hitting on a Josh Allen or a DK Metcalf or, you know, Justin Jefferson, something like that, or Jonathan Taylor, honestly. Like, I, I got to give, I honestly got to give Bortz credit, man. Like, I, I, I was not a Jonathan Taylor fan. I thought he was a bust, and he stuck with him and, and stuck with him and believed in him, and now he's the best running back in the league, or one of the best, top three. So, you know, you could build your, your roster that way. You could build it kind of the way Kerry's built it over the years, where you're making trades and getting veterans, and you don't put a lot of stock in young guys. You know, you wait for guys to perform before you, you invest in them. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how guys build their rosters 
and they do with their rosters and the links they go to acquire the players that they want. You know, like I said, it's going to be trades. It's not going to be, you know, in the offseason, we're not going to have this big free agency period because there's really not going to be that many players. You know, you might have a have a team that's got some young guys they got to bring up from the taxi squad. And they're like, all right, it's, it's time to let the old guy out to pasture, you know. So, the, yeah, there occasionally there might be a guy here and there that you can grab in the offseason. But typically, if I'm dumping one of those old guys, I'm going to try to trade him but extensively before I try to dump him for nothing. You know, that's going to be very interesting to watch. Very interesting to see how all this plays out. I think guys are going to like it. I think I'm going to like it. I'm excited about it. And I'm also excited about this new member. You know, he's he's here. He's with me. And, you know, I think it's time to get him on so you guys can meet him. All right. So we have our newest member here. Without further ado, it is... Colin Peril. Colin, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. So um, you're the newest member of the league. What is your team name and why? I think I am going to go with Point Break. Point Break. Can you clarify what that's about? All right. So, well, the Point Break is obviously a nickname for Thor, and I feel like that's a good representation of just like a strong, powerful opponent to go against. No hard feelings, point break. You got a mean swing. Access denied. Thor, son of Odin. Access denied. God of Thunder. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Point break. Welcome, point break. Right, and it's obviously... A callback to a movie as well. This the guy? Yeah. Okay. I know. This is where you tell me all about how locals rule and yuppie insects like me shouldn't be surfing the break and all that, right? <laughs> what is your background in fantasy sports? Uh, fantasy sports. Um, I've done a couple like lineups, obviously in the past. Like I think like draft fantasy with you and stuff. Yeah, I know you've done uh, some DraftKings lineups. Yeah. I know you had that app last year that I can't remember exactly how it went, but Underdog? It was no, it was during the well, it may have been it was during the playoffs, I know, and you got to pick a team. Oh each, yeah. There was a where you open cards or something yeah, and an app that you get to like open like certain packs and they give you like certain players that you can like put on a team. Right, but you had to build it based on based on what, packs, the players yeah. that you got essentially. Yeah. And then I feel like you've played maybe when you were a kid, a little bit younger. You played like little family leagues and stuff like that. But yeah, I think but yeah, played. With... So you're just a baby. What do you bring to the table? Yeah, well, um, obviously, I feel like I, with the, the technology today and everything, and with the sport video games that I play, I feel like I have a knowledge on a lot of just under the radar players. I feel like. Hmm. 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 Interesting. From playing Madden, I guess. Not necessarily just Madden. <laughs> I have there's a. There's a lot of people I follow on on Twitter and Instagram that like just sh- like show a lot of information on just and just fantasy in general. And just to clarify, you're not still pooping your pants or anything. You are 16, <laughs> Dri- uh, like a couple, job. a couple weeks away from being 17 years old. A year from now, you'll probably be in the Air Force. Yep. Speaking of which, 
what is the, what does the future hold for your fantasy football? Like, do you is it something you want to do for a while, or is it something you just want to do until we find somebody better? Like, how how do you how do you look at it? Uh, I plan on doing it for a while. I mean, obviously, it depends on future. I guess like the schedule. I guess I have with Auto Tech and the uh, refereeing job I have. I mean, we all have jobs. Yeah, well, and then obviously with the military, I don't know how much. We've all been in the military. All Trust right. me, you'll have time. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that's that's. I think that's the biggest thing that guys are looking for from any anybody that joins the league is someone who actually like shows up, answers trade requests, and talks on the the message board, and isn't just the kind of guy who sets his lineup and you never hear from him again. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I think that's what everybody's looking for, and and the guys that come in and do that typically stick around for a while. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think I can do that. Uh, who are who are some of your favorite players? Um, Just so guys can start sending you trade requests right away. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is fan favorite of yeah, mine. You can but, forget that, but I don't think I'll be getting him anytime soon. Obviously, I think Debo is a great player. Obviously, I'm from South Carolina. I watched him a lot in college. Yeah, but I know he's kind of top dog right now. Yeah, quarterback's tough because um, obviously there's a bunch of like big name guys. Obviously, I mean, I mean, I have really liked Patrick Mahomes over the while, not just because he's been obviously best quarterback in the league but well i mean the team that you're inheriting has trevor lawrence it has joe burrow it yeah. ha even has lamar jackson so you have three options there to choose from and i'll go over with you like yeah what players you need to pick and all stuff i think you're set in that oh in the quarterback range, yeah, yeah in that already is uh, joe burrow is actually the one of the people i had on my uh fantasy apps the fantasy app this year and he put some big numbers up for me today during the playoffs and everything so and i know you really like Justin fields last year and i think Justin he's going to be yeah. available during the uh the auction you can go out there and get dustin fields if you like him i know you liked him last year and wanted the panthers to take him so yeah speaking of being a panthers fan do you think that's going to get in the way of your decision making like um i know for me I, there was a time where i had mccaffrey and Cam right. Newton and DJ Moore at one point. I got my eye on Matt Corral. So you just have to be careful with, with the fandom and and yeah, uh, what what, um, it, what it'll allow you to do. Obviously I feel like I feel like being a Panthers fan, you have a general like a pretty good knowledge on that team, especially with like the star players that you have. Like DJ Moore, I know he's a top dog. He always produces. He's never like And honestly he's he's very underrated I as think well. So as well, yeah. And, you know, being a fan, Chris is a Raiders fan, so he knows the Raiders in and out. You know, yeah. Brett's a Cardinals fan. He knows the Cardinals in and out. So it almost gives them an edge in yeah. not only knowing which players are good, or, but also which players are bad. Like, yeah. you wouldn't pick up Ian Thomas. No, Somebody else might see him and say, hey, he's the starting tight end for the Panthers. But we're like, no, no. You know, it does, it does work every now and then. Now, we talked earlier, or I talked earlier on the pod about the differences in Dynasty being... Because we're going to run it more as a traditional dynasty. I know in the past we've done contracts and salaries and all that stuff. Yeah. But this is going to be more, you have like a roster of 30 players and you keep them forever. And yeah. you're kind of like building your team. There's a couple different ways to do it. Do you feel like you're more of a studs and duds type of player or a more balanced roster? Like studs and duds being yeah, you have I mean, like, like a handful of really good players, really good and, players then, and then just really then you have just players. trash guys yeah. that you just stick in there. I don't know. I and obviously you don't have to give away your you know what you're gonna do, but yeah. just how do you feel about that? I don't know. I think the studs and duds thing is kind of like a because obviously you want to have like good players that you know you can rely on to give you points throughout the weeks and everything. But I feel like having like those underrated players like DJ Moore and obviously like underrated like Brandon Cooks is super underrated. Even sure. though yeah, I would say he is. But but yeah, people like those I feel like are players to have without you know comparing them to 
like super like high price players like Patrick Mahomes and like Omar Jackson. I don't know. I guess kind of kind of like a balance. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting at first because we all are going to keep that top six, those top six players. Yeah. I mean, some of us have had to keep maybe a six player that maybe is not a top player. I had to keep Danny Dimes. But <laughs> as we progress, you're going to see people kind of build their rosters in different ways. Some yeah. people are going to be like, I'm putting all my money on these top guys where other people are going to be a little more careful yeah. during the auction. I mean, and try to get, you know, get players that are maybe like the DG more like the Brandon cooks, these underrated guys that can, you know, they can go four or five deep at wide receiver as opposed to like just three, three yeah. studs or two studs or whatever the case may be. Um, what about your old man's roster? You think, uh, think it's got any, uh, I any definitely juice? think, definitely think with Christian McCaffrey coming back and everything. Um, it's pretty, Pretty tough lineup, I would say. Yeah. But obviously, there's that Danny Dimes. <laughs> hey, mark my words. Danny Dimes has Josh Allen's old offensive coordinator as the coach now. Mm -hmm. He has tons of weapons. Yep. Barkley's going to be back, so we'll have a little bit of a running game. I think uh, I think Danny Dimes is going to shock people this year. Mm -hmm. Mark it down. And that's the thing about Dynasty in general, but specifically what we're doing now, is that you do. You put everything out there on a guy, and you're like, look, I'm... This is my guy. I'm I'm picking him. Stand I'm buying him to the end. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, they're going to be trades. And what about that? Are, are you think you'll be pretty active on trades or? I think so. I think I, there's a couple players that I like really want. So definitely. Yeah, I definitely don't want to give that away. Debo Samuel. That is going to be a big deal for this league and going forward, especially yeah. is trades and being able to wheel and deal. And most of the guys in the league have been around long enough to kind of know deal with this guy. Don't deal with this guy. You know, some somebody might try to sell you DK Metcalf, and you're like, uh, Jake Locker's throwing the ball now. Like, I'm, you're gonna have to change that offer. Step up. That. Russell Wilson's not doing it anymore. So, um, speaking of Russell Wilson, that Broncos team is looking pretty, pretty stacked on the offensive side right now. Yeah, and I, I think there will be a lot of Broncos available in the in the auction, including Russell Wilson. But you know, we'll we'll see how that goes down. Yeah. So obviously, I'm putting a lot of faith in you because. You know, you are young. You'll be yeah. the youngest member in the league. You're not crazy experienced. I know you you love football. Yeah. Uh, you collect cards. You play video games. You watch football with me, like, almost every Sunday. You know, you've done fantasy stuff like DraftKings and other things before. But in terms of dynasty football, you still are kind of a, a noob a little yeah. bit. But, you know, I think you can do it. And I think, you, I think you're going to do well. You know, people call you my mini-me all the time. Yep. And I've won the championship twice. So there's your... There's, the There's your goal. Yeah. Yeah. The expectations are there for you to perform. Yep. Yeah. So welcome to the league. I am the commissioner, just so you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if you knew that or not, but I called the shots. Just yep. FYI. And I'm not going to go easy on you for sure. I'll be ready. All right, I want to thank Colin for being on the show and agreeing to join the league. And trust me, listen, I I struggled with this for a few weeks, for sure. When, when we had the guy, both of these nuts backed out, I immediately thought of Colin. You know, we talked about him a little bit last year. And I'm going to be honest with you, like it, I struggled with it quite a bit. We had some legitimate concerns brought up last year. And I think for the time being, I'm not going to have him on the group, group me. For obvious reasons, I think some of the stuff that Mark brought up about, you know, hey, he's a young guy, like, 
maybe we don't expose them to all the craziness on the, the group me page. And I think that's fine. I, I live with a guy. I can pass on information straight to his face, you know, at least for the time being, maybe once he gets out of high school and he's out in the world, we can, we can put him on there. But I think for right now, we'll just leave him off. No big deal. We can still be ourselves on, on the group me and we'll send him trades, you know, through the, through the app and hell, I'll give you his telephone number and you can just send him texts. So, you know, I, and trust me, Mark, I, I don't take it personally. Like I, I agree with you. Like it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, other issues that got brought up were me being compromised or me being lenient on him or something like that. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm generally not a confrontational person. I think you all know that probably by now. Like I, if somebody does something wrong, I kind of beat around the bush before I actually bring it up and say anything about it. But with him, I, I will be, you know, in his ass pretty much all the time. You know, if, if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, he's not answering a trade. Yeah, he trust me, he will, he will respond to trades. You know, and I, I think the benefit of him is not only can we groom this guy to be the exact type of player we want or owner we want, whatever you want to call it, but we know he's going to be active because I'm going to be here right here with him and be like, bro, you're, you know, you haven't set your lineup. I don't think he's going to, I don't think we have to worry about that, but you know what I mean? Like we know he's going to be active. We know he's going to be doing stuff. There may be some growing pains as he kind of gets used to this sort of thing. But I think in the long run, I think yeah, a year from now, we're going to be like, okay, he can handle it. He can do this. We got it. We locked down that team that flips every year. It's a constant merry-go-round of people that go through there. So I, I you know, I'm still, I'm still nervous. You know, I'm still nervous. It could, it could blow up in my face. It could go wrong. But I, I wanted, I do want to thank the people that, you know, were supportive of it. And, you know, like I said, I don't take anything, any criticism personally. Like, trust me, I, I've thought of all myself, but uh, I do thank everybody that's been open about it and was like, Hey, let them join. Who cares? You know, it's something I told Colin in the, you know, in the interview that we had or when we were talking, I, Brett and, and Chris, especially, I've known them for 15 years now. And we're still friends because of this league. I work with a lot of you and Carrie, I don't think we've ever actually met in person. And Mark, I haven't seen you in a while, but we still, we still talk and we're still friends because of the league. And that's important to me. And without getting super sappy, he's going to be going off to the Air Force. He's going to be going out into the world. And I, and I mean, this is a way I can keep in touch. This is a way I can stay up on him. I mean, we all have kids. We all know what's coming someday. This is a way I'm going to get to hold on a little bit longer, you know? So like I said, I just want to thank everybody that's been supportive of it and open to it. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have even been upset if people would have been like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's get somebody, let's get an older, more seasoned veteran in. But yeah, so again, I don't want to blather on a little too too far about this, but uh, again, thank you. And we'll be back next week as we hopefully get the auction started. Maybe the next episode, we will be engaged in the auction and, and have a couple rounds rounds down and, and players moving around and we can talk about those sorts of things and we'll also break down rosters and things like that on the next episode if you want to be on the podcast if you want to talk about people's rosters hit me up and we'll get you on thanks for listening this is your commission signing off 